Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. And so I thought I'd open up with a story it has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about, but I think you're going to preach it, appreciate it. It's about a priest and a minister and a rabbi, and they wanted to see who was best at their job. And so they decided they would each go out into the woods and they would find a bear and they would do their best job in an attempt to convert the bear. Then they'd get back together and share about the results. Well, they got back together and the priest went first. He said, well, I found a bear. And I read to him from the catechism, sprinkled some holy water on him, and next week, well, it's going to be his first communion. And the minister was like, wow. He said, I found a bear too. But it was by a stream, and I preached him from God's holy word, and the bear was so convicted that it let me baptize him. They both looked down at the rabbi, who had been listening intently, but he was lying in a hospital bed in a body cast. Looking back, he said, maybe I should have started not with circumcision. (laughs) That's a good thought. If you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to go to James chapter 2. James chapter 2, and what we're going to talk about is talk about what does it mean to have a genuine faith? What does it mean that your faith is the real deal? Because I think that's what God wants us to have. God wants us to be who we are in Him, and He wants it to be a faith that's truly the genuine article. You know what I'm talking about? You see, I say this because I think there's a lot more talk than there is walk when it comes to Christianity. And I don't say that to be negative. I just say that to be honest. See, let me, let me say it this way. If we're a Christian, then God's word becomes our authority, right? Which means then what the Bible teaches, we need to be living out in our lives. And yet, how many people walk around and say, listen, I'm a Christian, but they hold on to grudges? See, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work that way. Jesus said what? We're to forgive as he has forgiven us. For example, look at it from this standpoint. God forgave me, but I don't have to forgive you. It's just odd. It can't work that way. It doesn't make sense. You can't keep saying that I love the bride of Christ of which I'm a part, which is his holy church, and yet you're not giving of your time and resources to it. What greater investment could you make than on a kingdom work? And yet, how many people? They talk, but they don't walk. And I think both are important. If you're going to, maybe I could say it this way. God wants us to be (laughs) walkie-talkies. And true? Both are important. Now, if you got your Bibles again, James chapter 2, and what we're going to look at in in unpacking what it means to have a real faith, James is going to give us five ways to know that we're the real deal. And so James chapter 2, and I'm beginning in the 14th verse. Here's what he says. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. 
What good does that do? See, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and it is useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. But even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. That's a powerful passage. So we're going to look at these five, if you will, key truths to know that you are the real deal. And so if you've got a place to write, here's the first one. Real faith, James says, is not just something you say. Real faith is not just something you say. In verse 14, it says, What good is it, my brother, if a man claims, there's the talk, to have faith, but has no deeds? That's the walk. Can such faith save him? We all know the adage, right? Talk is cheap. And yet how many people know the right spiritual phrasings, they know all the right cliches, but the bottom line, it means nothing to God. Your faith needs to be not just talking, but it has to be walking. You know, George Gallup did a survey and found that 50 million Americans say, 50 million Americans say this, that they are born again. But in that study, what they found is what they said was not how they were living. Jesus said in Matthew 7, and this verse ought to scare us. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of God. Wow. And a perfect example of this is Larry Flint. Now, if you don't know who that is, years ago, he was the publisher of Hustler magazine. Now listen to this. He said that he had found Jesus, that he had been born again. But there's a problem. He kept right on printing pornography. Nothing seemed to change. Talk is cheap. Correct? True? You know, when God gets a hold of you, I like to say it this way, he will start to mold you to being just like him. Paul said, the old is gone, the new. God's new. God's new will come. I'll say it this way. Yahweh will always change you into his way. It just happens, okay? If you're a professor of Christianity, then it's absolutely imperative that you are a possessor of Christianity. 
Your talk will walk and your walk will talk. A real faith is more than just something that you say. Let's talk about that. What's going through your mind? Man, in a political year, especially you hear everybody talk a talk. It doesn't match up always sometimes with what's happened in the past or anything else, but it's what they're saying now. Oh, they must have changed. No, not necessarily. Not if you, the action doesn't combine it. But man, we, we spin off everything that they talk about and say, okay, well, it must be the right. No, it's not. So that's, that's played out all the time in, in everything you see now. I mean, even when it comes to me too, I think about trust with other people as well. You know, if you're willing to talk but not walk it, if you try and talk again later on, people could think you're just talking again and you're not actually doing the walk when you could be. That's a break in other people's trust and it just makes it that much harder for that person to be able to do the right thing, which even in Christianity too, it makes it a lot harder for other people because people will do that. And then when they actually change, it's just hard for them to be able to walk that path well because people won't think it, but that's when they just have to lean on God and have faith in that. Um, with us being self-employed, I've thought, thought about having like a Jesus fish or a cross or something in our logo. Um, like you see uh, some other companies have. I've thought about doing that, but then I thought I would rather show our faith by the work that we do rather than just sit, show it by you know our logo or something like that. So that's why we decided not to put that in there. I was reminded today of really trying to put the word into practice and I remembered the verse, um, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love because I needed to do that. <laughs> and then I looked at where it was found in the Bible in Ephesians 4 and right before that it says, live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And the calling I have received is to be a follower of Christ. So that means I need to be completely humble, gentle, patient, and that's living out my faith every day, in every moment, with every person, which is hard to do. <laughs> but God gives us the power to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, with us having four kids, there's bound to be butting heads, I guess, if you want to say. Um, one thing that I try to, um, I don't know, instill in our kids is, you know, not only when you're done having your issue, say sorry to each other, but don't, don't only say it, mean it, show it, because an empty sorry means nothing, just like empty faith means nothing. So, I mean, we're all sinners, we're all hypocrites, but if we can push our pride aside and ask for forgiveness, I think that's where our faith is shown. Our faith, it's so much more than something we say. Amen to that? Here's number two. James tells us that real faith is not just something you feel. It's not just something you say, but it's not just something you feel. I'll, I'll say it this way. You can get a quiver in your liver. You can get some goose bumpus on your rumpus, okay? But the bottom line, it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't move you to do something with it. Fair to say? Here's what James says. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. 
If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is that? You can feel for them, but unless you do something for them, it's really not faith. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, some of those St. Jude things on television about the cancer children, and uh, it just moves you. And I remember watching one of those episodes and I was sitting in the chair and I'm just, tears are just running down my cheek. And I really felt I heard the voice of God say, what good will those tears do for those children? If it really matters, make the call, make the pledge. And yet how many times do we say we care and yet we have an opportunity to share and we do nothing with it? It's so much more than what we feel. So much more than what we feel. You know, there's a Peanuts cartoon that portrayed Charlie Brown and Linus. They're inside, if you will, all bundled up and warm, and Snoopy is out in the cold, shivering in front of his empty dog food bowl. Okay, you got the picture? Charlie and Linus are having a discussion how sad it is that Snoopy is hungry and cold. So they go outside, and they look at Snoopy and say, you know, be of good cheer, Snoopy and then they walk away. What a picture. Does anyone know where the late Charles Schultz, who created all the peanut characters, got that? From church. He saw it played out. So much of the peanuts is what he saw played out in his own church among Christians. 1 John 3 says, if anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him. Now watch this. How can the love of God be in him? In fact, you want to write something down, write this down. God is a fact, not a feeling. God is a fact, not a feeling. Now out of that fact can come feelings, right? But he's not a feeling. James says in verse 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. It may feel so right, but what James is saying is, wow, it doesn't matter how it feels. By the way, I'll just say this, sin is still sin. You could care less how you feel. But the bottom line is, faith is more than just a feeling. It's not saying I care. It's getting involved. It's being a part. It's action. It's in motion. It's always doing something. It's more than what we feel. Talk about this. Well, when you were talking about that, um, what came to my mind, even maybe a conviction, is when I pray for people, I think I really need to do more than just pray. It's easy to pray for people, and it's powerful to pray for people. But maybe God also wants me to help in the situation. In in combination with that. I think for me lately, it's been, um, okay, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? It's, it's, it's pretty easy. <clears throat> it's pretty easy to feel, you know? I mean, for me, I mean, lately, it just seems like there's, I mean, there's a lot of people on street corners right now, and, and you do a lot of feeling bad for people, but lately, it's been God telling me, okay, what are you gonna do about it? And you need to do something about it. You can't just feel like what you talked about, St. Jude, do way too much of that. One of the areas for me I think God's been really pressing on me harder is the fact that intention isn't reality. 
I, oh, I, I, I intended, I had good intentions. I really intended to do something, and, and sometimes I think, that's, that's good. No, if it doesn't follow up with action, that's nothing at all. And yet we always you know, look at people's intentions. Well, they intended to do something. Well, sorry, if I didn't carry through on it, free, that meant nothing. James tells us faith is more than what we say. It's more than how we feel. Here's number three. Faith is not just something you think. It's not just something you say. It's not just something you feel. But it's not just something you think. God's word was never meant just to be studied, debated, and memorized. Please do not miss that. God's word was given to change our lives. That we'd be transformed by it. John 6, Jesus said what? The words I've spoken to you, he's talking about the Bible, are spirit and they are life-giving. Life-giving. Uh, let me just say it this way. What's the point of knowing something if you're not going to do anything with it? Could you imagine if you actually figured out and found the cure for cancer? but you never shared that information with anyone. You didn't find the cure for anything. Do you see what I'm saying? Let me, let me use an example. Let's say I tell you that I believe my physical health is important and that I believe everyone should maintain a healthy lifestyle as well. You'd want to check it out, right? So you walk up to me and you say, all right, so do you eat right? And I'm like, no, I eat whatever I want. And I go, okay, well, do you exercise? Not a prayer. Nope, that's just not important. I got better things to do than break a sweat. And you're like, well, do you get the proper rest? Take vitamins. Do you go to the doctor for regular checkups? And the answer is absolutely the same, no. Now, I want to ask, what would you think about my statement that I think physical health and taking care of yourself is really important? Nah. <laughs> I think you must have really big faith. That's <laughs> just going to do something. <laughs> That's not faith. That's just stupid, you know? That's what James is saying. Faith without works is dead. Just because you think it, but you do nothing with it, isn't really any faith at all. I mean, I'll tell you this. If you grab hold of a live 220 volt wire, you're going to know it. <laughs> Fair? You're going to know it. And I will tell you the same is true. When you really put your faith in Jesus, you're not just going to know it. You'll know it. But you're going to go out and do something about it. It's more than just what you think. I like what somebody once said faith is like calories. You may not be able to see them, but most definitely you'll see the results. <laughs> and yep. it's just true. Yep. Real faith is not just something you think. What's going through your mind? I think the church is, uh, well, the church is full of a lot of knowledge. Um, there's a lot of people with a lot of knowledge, but, and maybe not even it's, not all of it's even good knowledge. But, um, in fact, that, that goes back to Jesus' time. The Pharisees, they had a lot of knowledge. They knew the Bible really well. The fact is, is Jesus came, and they missed it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be so full of knowledge. Knowledge is good, but I don't want to be so full of knowledge that 
I'm missing the reason why I'm here. There's a phrase that we've all heard, to know and not to do is not to know. And so when, if I say, okay, I, oh, I, I know God's word says that, but if I don't do it, then I don't know God's word says it. <laughs> the two have to match up. And unfortunately, we see that a lot in the world. I mean, I've, I've been with couples over the last even couple of weeks that are in certain areas and we say, let's go back to God's word. It doesn't match with what you're doing. One of the, we have, something has to change here. And it, it does. I mean, I can't just go by, well, I think, no, it has to take root. I like that you said you have to go back to God's word. It's such a privilege to have something that we can depend on that we know is right. I mean, we have the answer and we can always measure by that. What are you saying? That faith is not just something that you think. It reminded me of the movie Left Behind. Um, at the beginning, you know, the, the, even the reverend got left behind. And he says something at that point in anger, but it rings so true. There's a difference between knowing and believing. And like Chris said, there's a lot of knowers in the church. But does that go into your heart to where you're believing and acting out what you say you know? Well, that really sets up to number four. Real faith, James tells us, is not just something you believe. Let's talk about this belief that you're talking about. Look at verse 19 says, you believe that there's one God, good. Even the demons believe that. Now think about that word. Even the demons believe that and they shudder. See, I, I don't think most people understand this. The devil is a greater theologian than pretty much anyone in the church today. We fail to understand where the devil came from. He knows the word. Now, listen to this very carefully. The word belief here means to bristle, okay? It like the hair standing on the back of your neck, it, like you read a Stephen King novel, and it's like, oh, okay, that's what the word belief here means. What James is saying is, and don't miss this, the devil understands the majesty and the awesomeness of God. The devil believes in God. That's what people don't understand. But what good is that belief? I think we'd all agree, we're not going to see him in eternal glory. And yet, there may be some who would argue he believes more in God than most Christians who say they do today. Consider that. See, I believe a lot of people, and this is, I think, what you're talking about, is a lot of people, they're going to miss heaven by 12 inches. And that's the distance between here and here. They say they believe but it didn't move in here and then transform into their feet, into motion, into action. What good is belief to say that you believe in God, but it doesn't transform you and change you? That's what James is getting at. You know, there was a newspaper headline and, and the words were, uh, many believe, but do not practice. The article went on to say, really talking about the 12 inches that I just noted, because they simply, in this news coverage, 
is they started asking Christians, do you attend church? Do you donate your time? Do you tithe? And you know what the answer was? No. Hence, many believe, but do not practice. You know, I like the story about a pastor who told his congregation they were going to gather at the church to pray for rain. There had been this incredibly long drought. So he told the congregation, sent out word and said, we're going to pray and we're going to believe that God is going to bring forth rain. But when they gathered, their pastor was angry. And he looked at all the people getting out of their cars. And he said, brothers and sisters, you know why we're gathering. Where are your umbrellas? I think that speaks volumes about a lot of Christians today, doesn't it? What do we really believe? See, if you say what you believe, but it doesn't change the way you live, I contend, and what James contends is, you really never believed in the first place. You had an altar experience, but it never altered you. What good is your belief? I want to speak into that in just a moment, but talk to me. I mean, you just, you think about it, and you think about seeing Christians, well, Christians, you could say, and if they talk it and you follow them, you think about what type of position that puts you in, because it's only bringing you farther away from God to say, because you're not following a real faith, you're following something that you think is faith, and it makes it so much more difficult to try and find that that real faith to say and even through church too though you have people that reach out and you have people that do have real faith and they practice and you can see that and so church is just such an amazing place to be able to find that right way and find that that real faith that you're looking for you've said it before if you want to know what a person believes look at their calendar look at their checkbook that'll always tell you what they really believe just the illustration they you can believe in good health Let's check your calendar. <laughs> you can believe in this. Let's check your, your checkbook. It'll tell it every time. It really is. Do, they really, do you really know God? Do you have an experience with God? And I, I, this is what I think of. I think of that movie, The Polar Express, when, you know, I'm going to talk about Santa, but, but if you remember in the beginning of the movie, the boy did not believe in Santa. Mm-hmm. But it was only after he knew it, he experienced Santa, and he knew him, it, he now believed, and he could now hear the bell. Mm-hmm. But I think that's part of it, too, is, you know, when I grew up as a little kid going to Sunday school, it was all, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in God? And it's like, well, it's so much more than that. You have to experience God. You have to spend time with him. You have to know him. All of that plays a part in it. When you see people really believing in something and then really doing it, then you want to be part of it. And that's what we want to be as Christians is when we're living out that faith, then it draws in people to want to be part of that. Real faith is something more than just belief, isn't it? Here's number five, and James is going to tell us what real faith is. Real faith, and we've been saying it, is something you do. It's something you live. You know, Helen Keller said these words, security is mostly a superstition. Think about those words. Security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature, nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. And here's what she says. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. 
And I think she's speaking about faith. You're either living it or it doesn't exist. You can talk and talk all you want, but it's the walk that makes a difference. People see it. People know if it's for real. And that's the question. Is it real? What is your faith? I want to read again out of James 2, beginning in verse 21. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And then you skip down to verse 25. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God. Think about that. Rahab the prostitute. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Talk about an illustration of two very different people. Abraham, Rahab. We're talking extreme. Abraham, a man. Rahab, a woman. Abraham, a Jew. Rahab, a Gentile. Abraham, a patriarch. Rahab, a prostitute. Abraham, a somebody. Rahab, a nobody. Abraham, a major character in the Bible. Rahab, a very minor character in the Bible. What is James doing here? You know what he's saying? It doesn't matter who you are. What matters is who you know. That's what matters. The only thing these two had in common was their faith. God asked them to do something and they did it. No questions asked. God spoke and they went and lived it out. And God said, yeah, that's faith. That's the real deal. I heard it said that our faith is not determined by what we do. Our faith is demonstrated by what we do. That's right. That's right. That is so beautiful. Now listen, I'm not saying that we don't get fearful at times. I'm not saying that we don't get doubtful. We just don't stay there. We know who to run to with our fears. We know to run to when we have those questions and we have those doubts. And, and you ready for this? And it isn't first to us sitting in a room. It's running to the word of God and knowing that God is faithful and it trusts because that's where the faith comes. God said it, that's enough. I don't understand it. Something like COVID comes about. People are let go of work and, and there's a lot of uncertainty. But I want you to understand something. I don't share in any of that because I know who my God is and I'm convinced that he is able. God's not freaked out about COVID. He's the Christ. He's still sitting on his throne. He still has me. What can man do to me? My faith rests in who God is, not what man says. See, here's what I'm concerned about, and I want you to think about this. We're drawing to August 16th where we're going to reopen the doors of the church. Now, I realize that there is a lot of variety of thought 
Why didn't we do it sooner? Uh, should we still be waiting? Maybe not do it then? There's so many unbelievable opinions and ideas coming. But here's my concern is, for those who are excited, why? Now, I really want you to think about that. I'm hearing a lot more of God's people say, I'm so glad that the church is opening because of what I'm going to get, what I need. Now, church, I'm going to say this, and I want you to listen. I've yet to have one person say to me, I'm so excited because I've been inviting my neighbor, and they don't know the Lord, and I can't wait for them to come. I can't wait them to experience who our Christ is. That concerns me. Because church was never meant by God to be a place by which we come and get. It was to be inside our hearts where we would go out and be. That's real faith. It's not something we say. It's more than that. It's not something we feel even though we're going to feel. It's not something that we simply believe because that belief is going to change us. It's not just something we think. It's more than that. Even though Paul says to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, James is telling us faith goes out and does. It lives it. It acts. It makes a difference. Everywhere it goes, lives begin to be changed. Lives will be impacted. Whether they're going to receive it or respond to it, they're going to know something, something just happened. That's the real faith. And so Paul says this, Examine yourself and to see whether you're in the faith or not. And I want to encourage you right now to examine yourself. You know, Dr. Anthony Campolo, he tells of a study, and it's a small study. He did a 50 people over the age of 95. I think it's a little, little hard to find 50 people yeah, over the age of 95 that I know. <laughs> but he went to them and he asked, if you could live your life over again, what would you do differently? And the top three responses that kept coming back were, I would reflect more, I would risk more, but the number one, I would do more things that would live on after I'm gone. And you know what? There's only one thing, and that's sharing Jesus. It's the only thing. That's the faith we're talking about. Examine yourself. What changes do you need to make? What is it that you need to do? What's going through your heart and mind as we wrap it up? You know, right away you said, you know, people are always watching what we do. And, you know, it's just great to, port out, to point out that, you know, relevance of it and say it is really important because people, you have social media now. You have people that are always recording and always watching everything that everybody's doing. And so, especially as a Christian, if you get caught, oh, I guess caught man to be the right thing, but if you're doing something you shouldn't be and someone sees that, word's gonna get out. People are gonna start saying it and it's just a hard time to do the right thing. Even though you know you should be doing the right thing, it's just, it makes it that much more important because then not only are you just painting yourself, it's also other Christians because if one person does it, they get bad thoughts and they're thinking, you know, maybe not the only person that's living like that. Maybe other people are too. And it, it's something that's really important.
I was in a jewelry store a couple weeks ago just looking at some stuff and I, I was so surprised how I can't tell the difference between the synthetic and the real. I mean, it is so alike when you look at it. But when you examine it, and obviously the jeweler examines it underneath it, they can tell immediately if it's a fake or not kind of thing. And I thought, man, that's a reflection of me, you know, to people around. Am I real? Is this real to me? Or is it just fake? What is it? And that comes through examination, you know, through trials, through tribulations, through different things that happen in life. Man, I, I, I don't want to be a fake. I, I don't want to be, as you said, I don't want to be, people look at me like, wow, that, he's one way, different way. I don't want to be that way. I mean, I, I go back to, you talk about, or the scripture talks about um, Abraham having to sacrifice his son. And I can't imagine, you know, there, okay, yes, Lord, I'll do this. And then following through and actually going to do it. I can't imagine that was easy for him to do that. Um, but um, I'm just thinking, you know, what is my, I, I just appreciate this teaching of, of, of doing. It's more than just saying the words. It's, it's putting it into practice. And I get, this is, I guess, this is the the movie the movie uh, weekend. But I, I think of I think of leap of faith because it's it's sometimes it's hard. But I think of the 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 third part the the third movie of Indiana Jones and and if you remember that one part where he has to take a leap of faith and it's and and you, he can't see the bridge, but he has to take a leap of faith. And I know it was incredibly difficult. I know it's incredibly difficult for us to do that. But I'm just thinking, what's what is my what is my leap, you know, this week? What's my leap this week? What am I going to do this week to put something into practice? I know that my faith has really grown just over the past few months with being straight commission. Like sometimes, you know, money is tight and it comes down to tithing or paying a bill. And it was just probably a month ago it came down to, well, mortgage or, you know, tithing. And I asked my wife and she said, well, I'm down to see a miracle. So we tithed, and sure enough, God provided, and I don't know how it's possible, but every bill is getting paid, so my faith has really grown just in tithing and being true to that. I love your faith. Right away, um, I'm down to see a miracle. Just right away. I know I'm going to see it. Mm -hmm. And you did. Yeah. So cool. I mean, that fear is always going to be there, but I mean, and I know it's sounds cliche but faith over fear the real faith over your fears and the real believing mm -hmm. that's when we get to see the hand of god yeah yep. yep absolutely and you do every time and it might not always be right away but you will see it and you'll know when you see it mm -hmm. i want to pray for you father i believe everyone listening wants to have that real faith they want to be the real deal. And God, no one desires that more than you. And even through the lens of a camera, you're right where they are and you are calling them be a people of faith. Trust me. And I'm asking everyone who's watching to pray these words, Father, I want the real deal. I want to be the genuine article that my faith is more than just the words I say, that my faith is more than just the emotions I feel, that my faith is more than just the things that I think, 
that my faith is more than just what I believe, but it will be what I do, living it out every day that people will know regardless of what the culture says, regardless of how the world is moving around me, I will walk by faith, trusting God, knowing that you are for me, you're never against me, and that you are greater within me than anything I shall see or face in the world. I want to be that person. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless. God bless.